I read the news today. Spring is on its way. Winter's over. You can throw your boots away. The groundhog told us so, and there's no reason for a weather-loving whistle pig to lead the world astray. But that's not all he said. As he raised his furry head, and this movie fest is coming back earlier than ever, and we're gonna watch six films from '94, films like Stargate and The Mask, Terminal Velocity, Time Cop, Speed, and even Cabin Boy. I was filled with glee, but something gnawed at me. He could see it in my eyes, so I had to tell him why. He's why. Well, I haven't been on Twitter since that SOB took over at this movie, and this movie only you can bring me back. And when the day is over, I just might love love forever at this movie, and this movie only you can bring me back. My woodchuck friend and I sat in silence as I tried in vain to formulate a simple alibi. I said I feel like Al Pacino in Godfather Three. He said that's not a reference I understand, but I will offer up to you a lesson that is true. You learn it underground. Never let the muskrats grind you down. Well, I haven't been on Twitter since that SOB took over at this movie, and this movie only you can bring me back. And when the day is over, I should just log up forever at this movie, and this movie only you can bring me back. Only you could bring me back. Now the day is here. I'm sitting pretty in a cozy little hideaway beneath a maple tree. My groundhog friend and I eating snacks and watching shadows as they dance across his 80-inch TV, laughing with our friends and hoping that this day will never end. Well, I haven't been on Twitter since that SOB took over at this movie. At this movie, only you can bring me back. And when the day is over, I should just log up forever. At this movie, at this movie, only you can bring me back. And I haven't been on Twitter since that SOB took over at this movie. At this movie, only you can bring me back. And when the day is over, we should all log up together at this movie. At this movie, only you can bring me back. And I haven't been on Twitter since that SOB took over at this movie. At this movie, only you can bring me back. And when the day is over, we should all log up together at this movie. At this movie, 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2024 F This Movie Fest after show. Woo! Yay! Woo! On a successful F This Movie Fest. There's Jan. She's got the poster behind her, I, and now she's gone. And now she's <laughs> back. Um, that is awesome. That is amazing. Uh, let's go around the horn and introduce ourselves. I'm Patrick. Everybody probably knows that. Next to me is... Hi, America. Hi, Adam. Hi, this is Mark on. And it's Mike. And on Zoom, we have. I'm JB from the 50 Mile Per Hour podcast. <laughs> I'm <Yes>. Rosalie Lewis. <laughs> oh, you go, Rosalie. I'm Rosalie Lewis. I'm not Jan, <laughs> nor ever will be as cool. I am Jan, and I'm only wishing I was Rosalie. Aww. We should do a body switch movie. That'd be fun. I'm in. Thank and you. And what to, I mean by uh, that is I'm in your body. Thank you to everyone who participated in F this movie fest today. Thank you to everyone who's still with us in the chat uh, and listening live on YouTube. Uh, we had a great time today. The movies went by very, very quickly. Um, so we're going to talk about the fest we're going to read some of your comments. We'll try to engage in a live dialogue and then we'll go to sleep. <laughs> it's weird to do this live. We didn't used to do this live and it was a lot looser and easier to do. Um, so uh, should we just start at the first movie? Sure. Or do we want just general how in impressions? Yeah. That works too. Adam, do some impressions. <laughs> uh, okay. I want Ditch Brody impressions from Adam. I don't. Yeah, I can't do Sheen. Um, no one can do Sheen the other than Sheen. Uh, my favorite movie of the fest is probably Speed. I'm a time cop. <laughs> Those of you who were not in the basement with us this year at F This Movie Fest, most of Time Cop was spent with us doing Van Damme impressions. No disrespect to the other <laughs> films, <laughs> but Speed was my favorite. <laughs> Did anyone in the basement try to do the split? Oh, yeah, yeah. The all of us. All of us, us tried. Yeah. Yeah. Rosie. 
I tried, and that's why I'm in this wheelchair right now. Uh, <laughs> We're going to ice it later, don't we? Yeah, worry. I appreciate that. So we kicked things off this year celebrating the films of 1994, which we announced last year on our After Show podcast. Uh, this is the only time I've known a year in advance what the following year's theme would be. Um, so we're celebrating the films of 1994 and we kicked things off with the mask. I literally was stalling because I couldn't remember the first movie. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> it's a lot of movies. A while. A lot of movies. Um, Mike, your daughter was here for the mask. Was that her first time seeing it? That was her first time. Seeing what it. did she think, man? She thought it was super fun and very funny and talked about it on the ride home because we had to leave after the mask for a little bit. Um, so we got to discuss it right away and she thought it was a lot of fun and wants to have a family movie night to watch it again, to watch it again. Yeah. Nice. So big hit. Is she a Jim Carrey convert? Um, sure. I, sure. I'm, she's seen him in other things. Show her the number 23. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what has she seen him in? I'm sorry. I'm trying to think, uh, Sonic, the, Hedgehog, oh, I don't see Sonic. Jim and Andy. <laughs> I feel like she's seen him in Sonic's first thing that comes to mind. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, big, big fan. I'm a big fan. Of the mask or Jim Carrey? of the mask. Okay. I like Jim Carrey, but I think the mask is awesome. Was the mask like a big movie for you when you were growing up? I don't know that it was a big movie for me, but I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. I feel like this was maybe the best it had ever played for me because I was always kind of like, okay on the mask. Uh but I liked the cartooniness of it all more this time than I ever had. And sort of the, the Chuck Russell vibes, uh, folks out there on zoom. What was, what, what did you think of the mask? (laughs) Oh, you're killing me. (laughs) We're all coughing. Um, I have seen it, you know, many times before, but it was so much fun to watch with an audience. I think that it brought out new joys that maybe I wouldn't have picked up on before. And, you know, just noticing little things and loving, of course, the Cameron Diaz performance. She's so wonderful always, but especially in that movie, it's just an amazing debut. Yes, she's luminous. Um, I have a confession to make to everyone, and that is I have almost no patience for cartoony Jim Carrey. Um, I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> I I enjoy him in other movies uh, like Truman Show or, or you know, uh, Eternal Sunshine or, or but this really played for me. I've never seen it before because of my um, distaste for cartoony Jim Carrey. But this was the perfect cartoony vehicle for cartoony Jim Carrey. Um, I had not seen it in a really, really long time. And I agree, it played better this morning than ever before. And it I, I tweeted at one point, it reminded me yet again, like Roger Rabbit, that there's this underlying theme that a lot of cartoon characters are psychotic, which I like a lot. It's like the difference between old school Bugs Bunny, who would call you a sucker and then give you a big kiss on the mouth, and modern Bugs Bunny, who's like, he can't do that anymore because he's become the Mickey Mouse of Warner Brothers, that he's been cleaned up. But this takes us back to a time where cartoons were anarchic. Mark, are you a mask fan? Um, I am. Uh, I think 
I'm in agreement with everybody today talking about how it kind of played better today than it had before for me. Um, I think one thing I noticed today was that there's just a lot of ways into it, um, right? There's like the Jim Carrey stuff. There's a Cameron Diaz stuff. There's wait, was Cameron Diaz in this movie? <laughs> Uh, I think a couple people wanted to tweet. Not sure. Uh, there's like kind of the superhero kind of thing, and so I just feel like there's a lot of like noir vibes, right? It's very you know he's like, Edge City. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's mm-hmm. like a timey person. The mask. I don't know why he's like that, but there's just I, something that popped out at me was just how many ways in there was to it, right? When I when. It was like 1994 day for the fest. I was like, oh, this is a great way into it, right? Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't, when I think about, um, like, the like comedies that are typical of the, that are representative of the, of the 90s, like, The Mask is always up there. When I think of a movie that's representative of Jim Carrey, The Mask is up there. When I think of Cameron Diaz, like, The Mask, right? So it kind of, it kind of checks a lot of boxes that I hadn't expected it to check. View, what are, where are you at on The Mask? I don't really know. Um, I had seen The Mask back when it came out and I I think you know at the time I had a lot of friends who were quoting it obsessively and I think it was so um when you say friends <laughs> <laughs> you're talking specifically about the person you were dating correct dating him yet who was that it in 94 yeah no oh I'm sorry oh please I want to air all your dirty no, no, laundry no, 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 no. so I wasn't dating him yet Erica was dating Peter Greenway in 1994. Is this on delay? This is, yeah. But I can switch back. I just kept moving it back because uh, I wanted to see the comments. I can't tell what's going on. Okay, guys. Um, Yeah, no, I was not. But it was like that movie, right? That everybody was doing the impressions and quoting it. And um, I liked it a lot. But I think it kind of like got old quickly to me in that way. Um, And then I dated a guy a couple years later who Mm. had still, he was still like quoting it constantly and doing the impressions and like was pretty obsessed with it. Did he wear a beret? No. <laughs> Maybe. You I don't do know. have to give Jim Carrey a little bit anyway, of credit. Anyway, my point is, I liked the movie, but I think I brushed it off as like something that high school me and friends I knew then, it, like it, it was almost like it became like a the stuff of childhood. Yeah, yeah, the stuff of childhood. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I was going to say because it's like so much fun, and I have a new appreciation for it. Yeah, Jan. We had, you know, um, we had a, a six-year-old uh, in 1996 whose friends also quoted it obsessively. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know who your friends were at the time, but. <laughs> you do have to give Jim Carrey a little bit of credit for never doing a sequel. Mm. But there, wasn't there a mask too? There was a son of the mask, but it was Jamie okay. Kennedy, not okay. Jim Carrey. My guess is they couldn't even afford Jim Carrey by the time uh, uh, they were ready to make a sequel mm-hmm. because they had shot this movie before he blew up. This was really, you know, 94 was the year that Jim Carrey exploded off of Ace Ventura, but this was already shot by the time Ace Ventura came out. So they could not have afforded him. I don't think uh, I don't know this for sure. Could they have afforded Milo? No. Milo was on <laughs> Frasier. Milo was getting that Frasier money. Milo was Eddie. Toss salad and Eddie. scrambled eggs. <laughs> now I just want Milo Ventimiglia as the mask. <laughs> they could afford that, Milo. That's he just turns into Stallone. Yeah. 
Hey, He's bro. just a, an even chiller bro oh. with the mask on. <laughs> Everyone, Charlie is joining us. Hey, Charlie. Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hey, uh, Charlie was down here for most of the movies today with us. Uh, he had to miss Heart of Speed. And Heart of the Mask, too. I had to miss all of that. Oh, oh, oh geez. I didn't see any. Oh. What was what was your favorite of the day, Charlie? Probably either speed or terminal velocity. Yes. Nice. My boy. I can't decide over the I mean Stargate was pretty good too. But yeah. I'm gonna adopt him. <laughs> and I was tweeting. So, you know. Charlie was yes. tweeting, everyone. Yes. If you if you didn't see any of Charlie's tweets, uh look. some pretty good ones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, this is what you were born for. You've you're you've you're like uh Aronofsky's son who he trained to be Paul Arrakis in uh in in Zoom in uh Dune. No, I, I know, I don't know why I came out that way. <laughs> I'm gonna mute on camera. Did you say Jodorowsky or Aronofsky? He said she said Aronofsky. <laughs> the whole sentence confused me so okay. much because you said Aronofsky trained his son okay. to be Zoom. I think okay. No, <laughs> let me just start over. We're gonna start taking. Hey everybody, welcome to F this movie. Aaron, wait. Jen, you say it. Jen's been drinking again. I I want to apologize to all of our listeners. I think Charlie should read his first tweet. I mean, he has it memorized. Um, I think he should read his first tweet on the podcast right now. Thank Just you. so everyone can oh, hear the, go the voice change. Mic, bro. Thank you for listening to F This Movie, dogs. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> the money emoji. Oh, the passage of time. <laughs> um, Adam, you are, I think, of all of us, the biggest mask fan. Yeah. How did it play today? It played great. I love that the visual effects hold up as much as they do uh, nowadays. And this is one I'm always worried that these kind of touchstone movies of the 90s for me. Aren't this was a new line movie. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> these <laughs> new line. And there's there's hardly any other movies that are as new line as the mask, which probably helps for me. But um. No, I always sometimes kind of go into revisiting some of these and I'm just like, oh, no, I don't know if these are going to hold up like an Ace Ventura when nature calls, mm, if you will. Mm, or where just it an Ace Ventura Pentateuch. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but no, I, I think the mask just like has a, it's not like a complicated story, but it has like a, a good plot and that's they're not just phoning it in. It's not right. like just kind of a special effects showcase. You've got you know, an elite actor who's kind of hungry and like wants to, you know, kind of set his whatever it's late. And um, Cameron Diaz is amazing. So yeah, I love, I love this movie. I've always thought it was just really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I realized today watching it and I think I tweeted out as much that um, it's my favorite of the three Jim Carrey yeah. 94s. I mean, Ace Ventura is just disqualified, so it's yeah. really between this and Dumb and Dumber. I really like Dumb and Dumber, but I haven't seen it in a few years. Yeah. So, but the mask is the bomb. Uh, we have a comment from B. Stargate was my least favorite this year. I got lost halfway through. LOL. <laughs> well, I would recommend watching it outside of the fest. Yeah. Because that's easy to do when you're watching it for the first time inside of the fest. With It's not just Stargate, but any movie. 
you don't get the full experience because you're trying to keep up with reading tweets and writing tweets and everything like that. So I would say if you had any type of inkling of sort of liking Stargate or like you wanted to be in the spirit of the movie, but you couldn't today, try it again on your own and maybe see if you like it. I would also say that getting lost halfway through Stargate is not an unusual experience. Yes. <laughs> and what happens to me? Dean Devlin writes airtight scripts. Airtight. Yeah. What would happen if you got lost actually halfway through the actual Stargate? Is what yeah. I want to know. That would be kind of fun. It would be like Mission yeah. Breakout. <laughs> uh, Mike, one thing, as... one thing that I really like today about Stargate is, is? that Independence Day is sort of comfort food, so we've all seen it 50 times. And Stargate does a lot of the same things, but it's less familiar. So it's like a really great oldie comes on the radio that you haven't heard to death. (laughs) And you get to enjoy some of the same pleasure without it being overly familiar. A lot of people were commenting, too, about Stargate that they were appreciating, like, the practical locations and the miniatures and just the the way that all the effects uh were done and that they actually went and shot it in the desert and they used extras and there were real explosions and there were all kinds of things that people were pointing to and saying hey these aren't in movies anymore of this genre or this you know budget level Mm -hmm. um yeah there's something sort of refreshingly analog about stargate rosalie had you ever seen stargate before no this was my first time seeing it and you get um, lost halfway through (laughs) no are you uh, i was behind a little bit because i tried to watch it on streaming and then it was in spanish for some reason so then i had to like (laughs) quickly shift to a different streaming and so i was a little bit behind but what's the streamer that you subscribe to you got to switch from univision (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I wish I could have, you know, tried to multitask and multi-languages, but I'm not that talented. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I thought that the mythology was really cool. I enjoyed, you know, obviously the actors that are in it. Um, French Stewart was surprisingly not distracting in it. I mean, distracting maybe for <laughs> a good reason for once. He's um, <laughs> yes, He's we love you, French Stewart. Uh <laughs> And if I had kept watching the version I was watching, I guess he would be Spanish Stewart. But in any case, um, oh, it was shut it down. Oh. That was shut a pretty yeah. choice. I applaud you for going there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very fun. I enjoyed it. And we always have to have one like sci-fi adventure fantasy movie, at least yeah. in the fest. And this was a really fun one. Yeah, this was one of the only ones that I knew a year ago was going to be booked it was like this and speed were the first two that i thought of uh the other four i've been trying to figure out in the past weeks slash months um but for whatever reason i locked in on stargate right away perhaps because of my love of stargate atlantis the spinoff tv series and then did you ever watch stargate sg1 i've tried i haven't totally gotten into it and maybe that's just because Richard Dean Anderson is a poor man's Kurt Russell. Um, When I worked at the movie store a long time ago, we used to always get in those seasons. And I was always curious which came first, the, you know, movie or the TV show. But it was the movie, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. 
a little Googling could have taught me that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, as the primary Stargate hater in the room, um, <laughs> just trying to uh, set you up for failure. Um, no, you had said out. yesterday when we were out to dinner that Stargate always starts great for you and then you get lost. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. kidding. You didn't say that. Um, That'd be better. But... How did it? Oh, you didn't get to see it no. today. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No. <laughs> so I was like, well, because we talked about it yesterday and I was like, I got to get Mike's opinion on Stargate. And then yep, I just remembered the same. that uh, Mike walked out on Stargate. Yeah. And he was like, fuck, fuck this. <laughs> oh, why? More like star hate. Am I right? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> These Univision jokes are paying off for you. Um. <laughs> Jan, you love science fiction. Was this your first viewing of Stargate? No. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I didn't think you had seen it before. I thought it was too. But then like as soon as it started, I'm like, oh, this is Stargate? I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The it's one just... where they walk through the Stargate? <laughs> That's Stargate? No, um, it's just been like probably decades since I've seen it. But I had a lot of fun with that one. I... I'm just all in on sci-fi stuff. So it's really hard for me to be um, non-judgmental. It's an automatic, uh, automatic win for me. Jan had the same reaction to Stargate as I had to Terminal Velocity. I went in today thinking I had never seen it. And it starts up and I'm like, why is this so strangely familiar to me? And then you remember, Patrick, about three, about a quarter of the way through, I texted Patrick, did we watch this in your basement a decade or more ago? And you said, sure did. And by the way, it was like two years ago. It was like two it years ago. It wasn't two years ago. I was there. Ago. Yes, it was. It was a June exploitation. We did a 94 yeah. double feature of this and I'm, True Lies. I'm it was old. like two years ago. Charlie remembers it well. Rosie remembers it well. She still remembers <laughs> Ditch Brody. She walks around singing Ditch Brody all the time. All the time. Could it be that at that screening, I fell asleep? Oh, it's very possible. <laughs> um, we have a question that I want to answer, and then I want to talk about either more Stargate or Stargate Atlantis specifically. But uh, we could <laughs> move on to uh, Terminal Velocity. But uh, Brian Sauer asks about how the movies get picked. Um, I wish I had a better answer. I have ideas in my head for the little rascals what will work <laughs> um it's got you know action plays very well because there's always a lot of stuff to react to i always try to have at least one comedy we rarely do horror because not everybody loves horror uh genre stuff just tends to do the best and it I just know pretty instantaneously what will work and what won't. And I'm not, you know, that I'm the least likely to uh, pat myself on the back. But my track record's pretty good at this point, I think. The only compliment you've ever given yourself is about this. And you're (laughs) right. You are absolutely right. (laughs) Um. So I wish I had a better answer. It's just looking at, I stare at Wikipedia. I scroll up and down the list of movies that came out for a given year. Sometimes I lock in on movies right away. Usually the headliner I know right away. 
and then it's a matter of like just kind of having a feel for what works and what doesn't and um then it's about trying to place it in the right order i usually try to pick one movie that not a lot of people have seen this year it was two because i don't think a lot of people were familiar with cabin boy uh and if you listen to the podcast i talk a little bit about landing on cabin boy it started as the hudsucker proxy that movie's a little too long the pacing isn't right um then it was going to be airheads because airheads has really fun uh actors who show up a lot in the movie and so you can always just react oh my gosh there's chris farley there's uh whoever you know michael mckean uh, and the music is really good. So there's a lot in Airheads to react to, even if I don't think Airheads is a perfect movie. But it's not streaming anywhere. And I always want to make sure that people have access to the movie and that they don't have to, like, go buy a used DVD or something. So um, so I landed on Cabin Boy because it's 80 minutes. And I, was, I know that it's beloved in some circles. I knew that not a lot of people had seen it. And I'm getting a little bit ahead because I know it was polarizing today. But I kind of knew that it, might be i think i even said as much mm -hmm. on our most recent podcast view mm -hmm. um but we'll come back to cabin boy uh because i didn't get to hear from mark on stargate but wait can i just interrupt of course. Really quick? because you were talking about like how you pick the movies yeah yeah, yeah. um you I, I think sometimes we just have certain things that we're good at right like you just haven't like you were saying you just kind of have a, an idea or like a feel for what works right yeah you've always been somebody who like knows how to make a mixtape Yes. Like not everyone has that gift. You, but no, it's true. Like, and you've always been good at that. Um, you know how to schedule and plan and pace a 24 hour or a 12 hour or a three movie marathon too. like movie marathon. Right. Like this is always since you were like pretty young, you were doing that. You know, it's you a know? movie mixtape. Right. Yeah. Well, it is. Right. And so when he because as he's talking about this, as we're leading up to it, he will like bounce things off of me or just kind of like talk out loud about it. And I see how it works, but just how he's struggling to really like explain it. I can't either. But I it makes sense in my head because he um, as he bounces things off of me, it it really does make sense. Like I know what he's kind of seeing and, and like thinking about the films. I think it is just a gift. Like you kind of get the pacing. Gift is probably too strong. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> but like you've always been a genius. genius. But, but it's the whole like high fidelity thing. Like you understand like how it needs to start and how it needs to go in the middle and how it needs to end and what needs to go in between. And when yeah. you write your columns about 24 hour movie marathons that you've done forever. And even like before the internet, you were doing this kind of shit. So like you just always have been this way and it, is slightly different in this sort of thing that we're doing, but it applies the same and that doesn't help, but there you go. <laughs> I asked Patrick how he picked the lineup once and he just quoted Will Hunting and said, you know how easy this shit is for me? This shit is a, this is a fucking joke. And then I was like, oh, okay. What a, what a great sentence, Erica. You've always been this way. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> it's true. And then he went mm. back to waxing the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I could just play. If you knew what you were looking yeah. for, you would have seen it written. It's a, like, it's a good list, Will. It's a good, <laughs> good lineup, Will. I was going to like change movies, just so you know. Um, <laughs> Mark. Yo. 
<laughs> Stargate? Stargate. I wish they could see Mark. Can I turn the your computer? Star- no, don't do that. Please. No, we're going to knock just everything. Once. Um, just once. I think like anyone who's made it, just to get back to the mixtape point real quick, anyone who's made a mixtape knows like what it takes to make a mixtape. So that's what Patrick does, and he's really good at it. Um, real quick, I have to jump in, Mike. And uh, somebody, the History Channel, just commented: "Cabin Boy is the Superman three of hard targets." <laughs> what does that even mean? I love it. They're all movies that we've shown, yeah. and I totally agree. And I get it, right? I all right, it. sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Yes. Now, I was just gonna say, you're. I made a mixtape once for a girl, and I put Skid Rose. I remember you, but on the back, I. Spelled it R E M B E R, Rember, and I've never <laughs> gotten over it. So you just bringing up the mixtapes, I wanted to leave the yeah. basement immediately. That's all. Did you have a plan to kiss the girl at a certain point in the song? <laughs> yeah, because track four Wait. was Kiss the Girl. Has that, <laughs> do you, has that been talked about on the podcast before? I don't know. Okay. Probably. It's Maybe. Mike Mike. Oh. Yeah. I'll always. We're not I'm talking sure. about ghost dog anymore. <laughs> it was just I remember you or what, what was it? Say? Remember? Remember. 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 Okay. Van Dam say remember. Remember. <laughs> Mike remembers you. I remember you. How would Dennis Hopper say remember? Oh no. But the whim of a madman. <laughs> In the garbage. I remember everyone. There's a garbage truck. Garbage. Stargate's um, great. Um, I was, I don't know, like I, I kind of got into, I found out about the movie like backwards, like I knew about the movie, but then didn't see it. But then this, the TV show was always on, mm. and so I always watched the TV show because it was just always whenever I was free, and then it was just on like every day of the week for some reason, which was very strange. And so I was like, oh, there's a movie of it. I should go watch the movie, which was was cool but then i also just wished that the tv show also kept kurt russell because that would have been a lot more fun well yeah Mm -hmm. because richard dean anderson and kurt russell are not the same person guys Um, (laughs) but no it was it was it was fun there's just a lot to i think there's it's easy to kind of get lost in it but i think that also kind of makes it perfect for a thing like this which is you're just kind of tweeting about it you're like making comments and there's Again, there's lots of like entryways into it, right? You think about other action movies, you think about other like sp- space time travel ones, or like when you're mashing up genres. I think somebody tweeted, and I wish I remember the name of the person who tweeted it. Sorry, there's a lot of tweets today. Um, but somebody said something about that opening scene was like better than anything in Cowboys and Aliens or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. That's a good, I'm like, that's such a good comparison. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what stuck out with me about it. Uh, TJ Mackey, who is signing off right now, kept posting pictures and gifs from David Cronenberg's crash with James oh, Bader, yeah. and it just was getting me all horned up. <laughs> or uh, Rosanna Arquette's you hit it well. leg wound. Yeah. I did. <laughs> to your credit. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to Catherine He's Unger? signing off now. Okay, bye. Bye. Pizza. Um. So let's move on to Terminal Velocity. This was, again, the movie that I picked, hoping that people would kind of discover it because I thought maybe not a lot of people had seen it. Uh, And I'm obviously a big fan of this movie. Um, Oh, Ryan Kate said the, 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 uh, the thing about Cowboys and Aliens. Credit where credit is due. Good job, Ryan. Good job. 
Um, what do you guys think of Terminal? I mean, most of us had seen Terminal Velocity before, yes? Um, mm-hmm. I thought I did, but then I started watching it, and I was like, I have no memory of this. Movie <laughs> at all. I've been told I saw it in your basement and that I enjoyed it. Just a few years ago. <laughs> yes. um, that final sequence is just amazing for five different reasons. But I have one quibble. Is it because people tell me I've seen it before? Or because it's that rule that certain actors are big enough to not play certain parts. The minute Gandolfini shows up in the film, you know he's not with the DA's office. You know that. In 94, did you know that? You didn't see it in 94, but in 94, nobody knew who Gandolfini was. Really, I knew he beat the shit out of Alabama, but that was it. (laughs) that's That's just the effect of how big he got. Yeah. Maybe. Speaking of which, The Last Castle is coming out on 4K. I would like Adam to reverse. <laughs> that movie blows ass. Wait, Rod I, Laurie, give me a break. Wait, do you uh, hate I like it or do you like it? Contender's pretty good. I like some Rod Laurie. Yeah. or do you like it? What, The Last Castle? It's yes. okay. I just don't like Redford and Smarm mode. <laughs> For the longest time, when we first moved here, when I couldn't sleep, it was on cable every night. Well, I can read you the script over the phone. <laughs> if you want. I mean, just an offer. Like um, a bedtime story? I want, yeah, like that, story. To, I want that just to hear your Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Yeah, my Mark Ruffalo would just be like, this is wrong, guys. <laughs> I don't know, but that's more him on Twitter about politics. Um, about being the Hulk. Yeah, well, what were we talking about? Oh, oh, the thing I was going to say was I reversed after rewatching Drop Zone and Terminal Velocity. This was maybe my third time seeing Terminal Velocity. I would like to reverse my previous opinion. Terminal Velocity is better than Drop Zone. Oh. Okay. Today is a win, if for no other yeah. reason than uh, Adam reversed his opinion on that. Does the movie succeed because of Charlie Sheen or does it survive Charlie Sheen? Oh, I think he's a big part of why it succeeds yeah, yeah. oh yeah totally yeah it's just he's, he's broody in that era era of uh, charlie Sheen, era, era. Era, era i just like yeah sometimes i don't know the luster kind of went off of him because he was kind of like the it guy in the late 80s and yeah. then he sort of yeah kind of went through the star machine during terminal velocity that. um during terminal velocity someone tweeted Something I had forgotten from Hot Shots, the the scene where the two boats cross, and yeah. on the other boat it's Martin Sheen, and as the two boats pass each other, they both point to the other, and at the same time they say, "I loved you in Wall Street." That was, awesome. <laughs> yeah. that was a great tweet. A lot of people want more uh, Adam impressions. Okay, tell me who to do impressions. Yeah, of, and I'll, I'll let you. I can. Tell pretty quickly if I can do it. Okay. In the comments, we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll get some take suggestions. And also write write out what you want me to say. And do Nastasia hyper specific, but yeah. I love this. Yeah. One of the things <laughs> I love about Terminal Velocity is that it is Charlie Sheen, like kind of on the way out, mm-hmm. and still making an action movie. But like, if this had been three years earlier, this would have yeah. been an A list movie, and now it's kind of a B list. This played, yeah. I saw it at the Woodfield Mall Theater, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. it has that amazing 
scene with the certs. Like that yeah. wouldn't have been in the, in the 1990 Charlie Sheen movie. Well, it's interesting because he was like taken. He, he, this is kind of a contradiction, but he was taken seriously as like a comedic actor at that point, right? And like as a dramatic or or um, action star, he was kind of like an also ran in '94 at that point. So, but yeah, he's fun in this. Yeah, I, we. Well, I don't remember who came up with it first, but it was just like, yeah, he's Jack Burton. Yeah, like that's the fun of it. Yeah, that's just how it. how dopey he is. Right. Um, Somebody wants you to do Bittner as the mask. Well, that's <laughs> oh, Bittner oh. didn't have a voice, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, or did he? Did you guys do like a young kid thing? What was the oh, bit, oh. was? Is it Mummy Kid Bittner? No, Bittner was the guy that. Well, Bittner was the guy with the <laughs> like, with the He Man. No, I don't know. There wasn't a voice, yeah. I don't think, for Bittner, right? I wasn't on the Bittner episode, so like I right. feel like I'm stealing someone's lore. Mike. <laughs> I, I we didn't do a bit. No, okay. We did a lot of Mark Jones on that yeah, show because it was a Leprechaun show. A um, yeah, the certs scene, which is being talked about in the comments right now, um, for a long time was the thing I remembered about this movie. Like I laughed <laughs> yes. so hard at how long it went on when I saw this in 1994. And then I forgot so much of the movie, but I always remembered like, oh, this is that movie where they stop for 30 seconds and just two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that was the the thing that drew me back to it, and I'm so glad it did because I love it. It was a tip off. Would that have been a product placement? <laughs> they also did bite into those events like crazy people. So many people were tweeting like, "That's not how you eat desserts." No, that's yeah. The search people went to them, John, and was like, "Here's our idea." Are you guys talking about Big Mint? <laughs> Do you think that this movie is certified fresh? What? Whoa. <laughs> I have the ability to mute people on the Zoom. Oh, no. Out the plane. <laughs> she flies through the air, <laughs> hit the ground, and went to bounce. <laughs> um, okay, so... I guess that brings us to Cabin Boy. <laughs> <laughs> does it? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Guys, yeah. Everybody, if Cabin you man. really didn't like yeah. Cabin Boy, stick it in your pocket because we all have an Explorers. And, <laughs> and this just this is just growth. You can always come back to it as like sort of like the flag you throw on the field. You're just like fucking Explorers. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, not everyone loved Cabin Boy, and uh, I get it. I knew that was going to happen. Um, thank you, uh, JB and Jan, for making these yeah, uh, fancy, fancy lad certificates that certify that we are, in fact, fancy lads. Um, I think I think one of the bones of contention today in the in the Twitter verse was with the Chris Elliott character. But one of the things I've always loved about Chris Elliott is that 90% of comedians have damage and they, they want you to love them. A lot of comedians are love me, love me, love me, love me. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently Ray Elliott was an excellent father because Chris Elliott doesn't suffer from that. Chris Elliott is not looking for your love. Chris Elliott is looking to make you laugh 
and to be as weird and different as he can possibly be. And I think that's why Cabin Boy works so well. And a couple people tweeted this, say what you want. You've never seen anything like it. <laughs> so true. Who are the... I mean, a shark or... man named Chalky? Jan and I sat there. How did they come up with Chalky with an I? And my conclusion was they got stoned. <laughs> the two guys who wrote it got stoned and said, no, wait, wait. There's a guy who's half fish, half man, and his name is Chalky. Yeah, write that down. And the other guy said, well, what else would he be named? Yeah, exactly. And we'll get Russ Tamblin to play it 30 years after West Side Story. Who else would it? Who else would play it? <laughs> and say what you want. The, the Letterman scene? So good. Makes you wish Letterman had made more movies. And I know this is a special case, and it's a cameo, and it's kind of a goof. But that scene is really funny. I do want to buy a monkey now. That scene is super funny, and it does make me wish that Letterman would have done more movies while also realizing there's no way he could have ever done any other movie. (laughs) You were going to say something? I was just going to say, I like that even though... It's produced by Tim Burton, which I'm sure is a big reason why it was greenlit, is because he kind of put his blessing behind it. Um, it feels like a movie where, you know, you hear, like, if you're on the Universal tour, it's like Fast and Furious 11 is shooting on these four sound stages. Like, Cabin Boy feels like you had half a sound stage, and like everything is confined to this little sort of playhouse area, and it feels stagey in a way that I think is really interesting. And I, yeah, I love kind of just the smallness of the movie, not just its length, but just sort of its compactness. Well, you can the see- only the only reason that Cabin Boy got greenlit is because Tim Burton was gonna direct it up yeah. until the ninth hour, and he bailed to direct Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. There's so much in Cabin Boy that you can see would have drawn Tim Burton to it, whether it's the Ann Magnuson stuff or the big uh, uh, you know ice monster guy or mike star the giant or the cupcake that spits tobacco like there's all this weird uh you know creatures and stop motion stuff and practical effects and all this stuff that you can feel his kind of fingerprints on even as a producer and that he would have obviously excelled at um and you know think about something like Wee's Big Adventure, I mean, Tim Burton, for what it's worth, is really good at, like, distilling a specific comic voice. And I think Cabin Boy is a good distillation of Chris Elliott's comic voice. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm even reading in the comments, people being like, by the end, I liked it, or I kind of hated the whole thing. <laughs> um, it did seem like it kind of wore people down. That By the end, people were like, okay, I kind of get what this is supposed to be, and, like, we're enjoying it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see it for the first time until like you announced the lineup. So I, I had never seen I didn't want today to be the first time I watched it. And I had a similar reaction where for the first like 40 minutes until like Melora Walters shows up, I'm just like, I don't know if I really like I'm on the wavelength of this movie. Yeah. But then, yeah, the hallucinations, Melora Walters, the blue lady, Mike Starr, it's just like it's packing all this stuff and it's sort of like unlocking its kind of specialness to me and like it played better on the second time i kind of wanted yeah. um 
I think I def it took me a while, like the same, mm -hmm. just trying to like get used to it. Well, he's know? so abrasive at the beginning. Right. So like unless you think it's everything he's doing is funny, it's kind of tough. Right. I mean it's hard when like the yeah. the character you hate the most is on the screen, like <laughs> yeah. but um I kind of wanted more of the crazy stuff, if that makes sense. Like I wanted more like insane to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, spitting at him, yeah, yeah, yeah. more like insane, like snow mm -hmm. monster, like I was like, look, if this is just a fever dream, let's let's roll, let's get right into it. I also, I also thought it was really funny just trying to figure out like, because it's got all these like kid movie kind of like vibes to it, right? It's like these lighter colors and it's like this silly humor, but then they'll just like swear like a crazy person, <laughs> like the it's like the ship. What was the name of the ship again? The, the drunk filthy whore, filthy whore, whore, which is fantastic and so kid friendly. Um. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just like, like, what do you, what, what is this movie trying to do? And and that didn't bother me, like in a in a in a way that was like irritating. I was just, just like, oh, like just lean into it. I actually kind of wanted more stuff of that. So I love the stop motion. Yeah. yeah, the first time I saw it, it was the cup. The cupcake was the turning point for me. I've talked about this phenomenon so many times. <laughs> I love a comedy where it feels like they got away with something that, like, they released something through a studio and the studio didn't know what they were doing like didn't see dailies didn't read a script just put out a movie and they're like wait we spent 10 million dollars on this and ken boy's one of those movies and that the moment where the cupcake shows up and spits tobacco on him that was the moment that i was like oh that's what this movie is okay now i'm down for this movie and i will say this i love cabin boy i've loved it since the first time i saw it but i will say this that opening scene in the sea shanty town with letterman is very beautiful and it's obviously outdoors and they built a set. This film has the single most jarring cut from exterior to interior in the history of movies. He's walking to the ship and suddenly you're like, oh, the ship is inside of a studio? <laughs> Where we pretty much stay for the rest of the movie, but it's like, it's jarring. It's so, it looks so different. It's so abrupt. In the the sea shanty town, did anyone else think like, oh, if we live near this, this is definitely where we would have taken our eighth grade field trip? Uh, sorry, I was flicking Mike off. <laughs> Jan said she would have taken her eighth grade field trip there. Patrick was flicking Mike off. Yeah, yeah. I made my mix Conflicting <laughs> ideas. Conflicting ideas. <laughs> was this your first viewing of cabin boy uh yes okay i was um i came back here i had to leave for, for a bit and i came back here i missed the first 10 minutes so i don't know if that even threw me off even more. I let me preface by saying I really like Cabin Boy, but it was I don't know what I expected, but it was not what we. Why, why are you? Why? Are you doing that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was not what I was expecting at all. Where every five minutes oh. I was like, what "The fuck is going Hi, on?" I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> We're all tired. We're all damn tired. it. 
Um, so yeah, I would echo it. Not what you expected in a good way or in a bad way? Yeah, in a good way. Okay, okay. Yeah, again, I don't know what I was expecting, but not what I saw. Okay. I was like, is this because I missed the first 10 minutes? (laughs) No. No, right. Um, But no, (laughs) it's a movie I definitely want to revisit now that that I've like seen it and grew up my head around. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, I'd like to see that on the poster. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I saw. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's your quote for Kevin. I also didn't know what to expect. This was my first time seeing it too. But I realized that for years now, I've been confusing this movie with Captain Ron, the Martin Short movie. Oh, Not the same movie, <laughs> uh, but also fun. So there you go. Cupcake. Uh, what did you think of it on your first viewing? Oh, super fun. I mean, I love Chris Elliott. So, I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for this movie from the get-go. I love Andy Richter. I didn't know he was in it. I knew nothing about anything about this movie other than Chris Elliott's in it. So, um, I was delightfully surprised by all the weirdness. And the weirder it got, the more I think I loved it. (laughs) I'll definitely watch it again. And I'm planning to probably show my nieces because I think they will either think I'm weird or they might like it. We'll see. (laughs) I will say, though, that it does suffer from two-day syndrome. It's clear that many actors could only give them two days. But two days is the greatest day they've ever known. (laughs) 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 It's been a long day, friends. Adam, say, wait, real quick, oh. and then I know Adam wants to say something, but no, not Ros- no, you have to, um, <laughs> Rosalie had an amazing talent during Cabin Boy until now to <laughs> find gifs of Chris Elliott to react <laughs> to everything in the movie. Every everything that happened, she was like, "When this happens," and there's a gif of Chris yeah, Elliott. That was amazing. Often from Schitt's Creek. Yes. Uh, well, I've watched it freak a lot. So it was so impressive. Yeah, that was Thank super you. fun. Very fun. It was very fun. I had All fun right, with it. Saying? Oh, it's stupid. I it's like not even worth mentioning. It feels like a weird addendum at this point. But the I've... conversation is blown past it. <laughs> no, I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> is it stupider than my smashing pumpkins reference? Probably no, it was not. just I was just gonna say that I like that the movie's sense of humor is Andy Richter dies and he's just dead. Like he comes back as a ghost, but it's not like yeah. he right. washes ashore at the end of the movie. It's like his negligence killed this guy. <laughs> I'm really sad that I either missed it or I don't know if anybody tweeted that they killed Kenny, those bastards. Yeah. Because that would have been Everybody a did tweet it. I saw it. I saw at least oh, one. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I thought about it after. And I was like, I hope somebody did, but I couldn't keep. So, up Rosalie, was it your tweet of Chris Elliott with the little hand? Uh, no, that wasn't me. From Scary Movie Two. Yeah, That's I guess it was very weird. Very weird. Oh yeah, that. Ah. Nice. That's the best part of Mark Scary on. Movie Two. Yeah, that's great. That was my favorite. <laughs> 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 so gross. And if you think about it, Janice Hopper only has like nine fingers or something right? like yeah speeds. yeah small hand called he that. lost one in a garbage truck <laughs> <laughs> i remember when that happened <laughs> uh next up was time cop this is the part where we all speak in bad french accents um time cop was 
the movie that I had seen. I didn't rewatch it leading up to this. Um, so it had been years since I saw Time Cop. You and were confident going it's in. It's rare that yeah. I would program a movie just based on my memory, but I was like, a Van Damme action movie directed by Peter Himes, surely that's got to play. Uh, it had a science fiction element. I remembered enough of it that I was like, I think this works for F This Movie Fest. Um, but watching it today, was I was reminded of so much stuff because it had been so long since I last saw it. So it was kind of a gamble programming it. And we were talking last night, um, and and I know you guys were all like, yeah, you haven't seen Time Cop that many times. I didn't necessarily love it the last time I saw it. How did Time Cop play today? Boys in the room, and then we'll go to the Zoomers. Uh, Boys in the room? Whoa. Uh, yeah, thank you, Erica. <laughs> it's not because you're a woman, Erica. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- I this has never been my Van Damme movie. Like I love Van Damme as his whole filmography. Like even the bad ones, I still kind of I own and I still like watching. But Time Cop was weird because it's like I think I had a pushback of everybody saying that it's his best movie, and I just have never thought that. Um, but this time, I'm slowly getting like a comfort level with it and it felt nice and mellow like after yeah. terminal velocity and cabin boy is just kind of like <laughs> this small ish movie but time cop felt like a nice break in a way and i don't mean that is a negative or anything like that it just felt like mellow and kind of chill and, kind of, and it was funny because before speed we were talking about like hey this is kind of mellow this is nice this is a little bit different and then it was almost like Time Cop existed in the penultimate spot so Speed could top it so hard. <laughs> but like I really I, I do like Time Cop a lot. It was I'm slowly getting there. Okay. Yeah. Um it's very sweet and romantic. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to save his wife. Mm-hmm. Good Charlie. Good night, Charlie. Charlie. Sloan Peterson. Uh this was the first time I'd seen Time Cop since I think the theater. And I my memory is that I did Humble not. I didn't get, I didn't get <laughs> um, my memory is that I did not love it uh, when I saw it in the theater. However, I've since become a. I'm sorry. Is that your mem- memory? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Remember. <laughs> I remember it. Guys, this isn't for the podcast. Like this is just. If I'm just hanging out with these guys, I open up. Like this is. This my, is a fucking my, Saturday. Say the, bo- say the bottom text. I, re- I remember Madonna with honor. <laughs> okay, um, we love Mike so much. Yeah, I love much. so much. Like, so much. So much. Anyway, Please fun. don't leave. It's fine. <laughs> no, I liked it. Um, I liked it so much more than I remember. Uh, <laughs> before, like, it's, again, I'm a much bigger JCVD fan now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Peter Himes a lot. Yeah. I really like the look of the movie. I know everyone was making fun of it, especially toward the end, how dark it was, but I did not mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I really liked it. I think he's a good actor, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good surprise. Um, I think I was a little surprised because um, there was way less action that I remembered. Or maybe I was expecting. I was. I kind of remember this movie being like, "Oh, there's a lot of action," but um, especially like in the second half, the second third, like the the second act of the movie, there's like very little 
action. It's just a lot of like investigating and trying to figure things out, which I actually kind of really liked. I'm like, oh, this is a, actually like a science fiction story, right? This is right. not like, you know, like some kind of Steven Seagal like sort of situation. It's not like a wall of a wall. Everybody's fighting all the time. And then the third act, it's a, there's a lot of punchy punch. Uh, <laughs> but no, I really liked it. I liked punchy that it punch. was um, like kind of honestly a science fiction movie and kind of like stuck with it. And you don't necessarily see that all the time. I know there was one string of uh, one thread of tweets where people were like, what if we made this now? What if we made this 1994 movie now? And then I think, you know, there'd be like a time cop shared universe and like mm. a, there'd be a cliffhanger sequel right. sort of thing. But I just like that this was just kind of what it was. It'd be like Jumper. Oh, yes. Oh, and yeah. he'd be traveling back to 2014 and we'd still be doing it this way. <laughs> 2004 was like so shocking. Like, 2004? That's not even but look how much the cars changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just did a bunch of stuff to it. All the henchmen are like, look at me, I'm a henchman. <laughs> <laughs> Finally going to let my freak flag fly. Yeah. Um, you, was this your first viewing of Time Cup? Yes. Oh, that's what I figured. And did you just go around, all the dudes just went around the table and no one talked about the sex scene? They're talking about the sex scene. They were saving it for you. In the YouTube comments, they're talking about the sex scene. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What are they saying? Because I can't see them right now. Just that time not brought the sexiness and the boobs. Yeah. I don't deliberately program a boob movie. No, I know you don't. You should. Time cop. (laughs) No. Yeah. It was so fast, though. It's just like, like, you know, blink and you miss it. Yeah. Um, And. Yeah, there were, we were missing some people here in the basement. For, Sorry, because I was excited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, it was like it's just nice to see a nice romantic love scene. You know, so many movies today don't have that. Are you talking about when the two Ron Silvers combine? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because it was, maybe it was because it was late in the day and I was starting to lose my mind. But during that scene, because I know Mia Sarah most from Ferris Bueller. All I kept thinking was, this is making me uncomfortable because she's in high school. Oh, gosh. No, 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 no. <laughs> what about at the beginning of the scene when JCVD was like, do you have a kiss for daddy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I picked her up from her mother. <laughs> we don't have to make it weird. Let's just go back to the nice married couple having a nice scene together. Do you want to meet the Sausage King? They're in love. <laughs> my favorite pickup line. I've used it so many times. And it always works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, time Cop, you guys? How was Time Cop for you all? So this is the movie uh, I think I first saw Jean-Claude Van Damme in besides JCVD, which is weird. I watched that movie of all of his movies first, but y'all know I'm I watch things in weird orders for reasons. Um, so I had seen oh. this maybe back in 2014, 2015, and then I proceeded to watch a bunch of his stuff. Um, so it was fun to revisit in light of all his other ones. And it is true. He doesn't do quite as many splits or, you know, as much like dancing and awkward silliness. But I still really loved it. And I did enjoy the romance of it more this time. The first time I watched it, I didn't know that was as unusual, but it was really fun to see. All of Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies tend to blur together to me because there's Hard Target, which is the most dangerous game version. And that's the one where he punches the snake. And I saw that in your basement. 
And then isn't there another one you showed that's at an ice hockey arena? I never showed Sudden Death, but it is there but, is a movie called Sudden Death that's at an ice hockey arena. It's fantastic. Okay, so to me, it's a long-running series of films about all of his adventures. Um, of the three that I've seen, I, I think I like Hard Target the most, but I still remember the TV commercial for Time Cop because the TV commercial had the money shot of the kitchen splits. Oh, yeah. I thought was very savvy yeah. marketing. I don't remember seeing that. And it's so it's such an amazing shot. It should be. Why don't I? I, I should have that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I did that like, on like a wall mural. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the TV. Like a panoramic, there. just stretching across the kitchen. Yes. Time Cop also reminded me, as did most of the movies today, that there used to be this really reliable bench of supporting performers that you would look forward to seeing, and they would add something to every movie. I'm thinking of Peter Riegert in um, uh, The Mask and yeah, the almost uh, Bruce McGill in Time Cop. And that for one reason or another, and part of the reason might be that I don't pay attention quite as closely as I used to, I think we've lost some of that now. Yeah. A lot of what we saw and loved today in all of the movies feels lost. Yeah. In, in what well, we have. These movies today. are 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, I like Time Cop enough that I impulse buy the Time Cop watch on eBay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's it was sweet. I really wanted to like yeah. record. He had this commentary going on. Like, should I look what I'm looking at? I'm looking at this. I'm going to do this. I don't know. Should I? What do you guys think? And then yeah. it's like, why is my pants off? Why is my shirt off? It just happened. <laughs> and then I was like, well, you guys really need to be here. <laughs> I forget what the last thing was. I was like, what did I say? I'm like, well, do you, what did I say? Do you need it? Or it was something like that. You were like talking me out of, or like, or playing devil's advocate sort of right. like to give me a reason. And, and I had already hit by. Right. He's like, well, no, I bought it. And I just, and I, it's on the way <laughs> well this is good this explains those tweets because again i was confused i was confused most of the day because in speed the watch the keanu wears wasn't being made anymore and the popularity of the movie had the the watch company put it back into production because everybody wanted that watch apparently um my neighbor rob has that watch he was uh, messaging me earlier about it what is it? Only took fourteen years for this to become a watch cast. What <laughs> time cop two was about a mad bomber who used to be a time cop. He retired and he used his time cop watch as a as a bomb. Yes, yeah, I like what? it. Never enough time. Didn't die. What was what was his first name? Walker. It was like, Max Walker. Max Walker. <laughs> Jan, was this your first viewing of Time Cop or had you seen Time Cop? It's science fiction, so oh, maybe you're going right, to start right. I actually think I, <laughs> I actually think I have not seen Time Time Cop, but um, in honor of uh, Jean, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I will say uh, Je suis un flic de Alors, I adore Time Cop. <laughs> Je t'aime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you loved Time Cop? Yeah, it was really fun. It was super fun, I thought. Very fun. Nice. 
All right. Um, my favorite moment was the um, the two Ron Silvers turning into a giant mercury blob of guts and um, <laughs> molecules. That sequence reminded me of a. Uh, his character in that movie and would have made just as much sense. That's literally how Ron Silver died. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. That that scene looks a lot like uh, the fate the fate of Captain Amazing in Mystery Men. Fred Kinnear. Yeah, I thought the same thing when it happened. In the, but that's a comedy, and it's very disturbing when that happens. Um, it was also nice to see Gloria Rubin because I had only really known her from ER. I think she did about four years on ER. I swear she did like a film noir with Luke Perry that I watched a lot in the 90s on HBO. So somebody in the comments tell me what that movie was called, please. Mm. Everybody. Um, which brings us to speed. Woo. Keanu Reeves. Andra Bullock. Indiscreet, by the way, Patrick, is the name of the movie you're talking about with yeah. Luke Perry. What's oh. it called? Indiscreet? Correct. Uh, gave me a million dollars. I was not going to come up with that title, but I'm glad that I'm not misremembering the fact that she was in a movie with Luke Perry. Also starring Adam Baldwin. He's like the fourth or fifth best Baldwin. <laughs> um, do we have time for a one minute annoying autobiographical pause? Sure. We're Patrick and Jan five. will know what I'm talking about. Watching Speed today, I was reminded that in my film study class, I used to have a project called Let's Do Lunch. Long story short, students would make fake trailers. And until I instituted the rule that you couldn't use any footage from a real movie, Speed was the number one film that kids used to grab stuff from. So I'm watching Speed today and it's like, oh, the elevator scene at the beginning with uh, Keanu Reeves's credit. I've seen that a million times. Uh, <laughs> Second only to Keanu's entrance where the car flies through the air and lands because he's speeding to get to the crime scene. Um, and it reminded me of my time as a teacher. Oh. I knew that Speed was going to be the headliner. Uh I hadn't seen it in a number of years. I've always loved Speed. I've always maintained that it's one of the best action movies of all time because I have this rule about Keanu Reeves appearing in most of the best action movies of all time. Um, it was even better today than I remembered it being. Like, every single thing about it is like a platonic ideal of an action movie. And uh, Adam, you had said that this was the best action movie of the 90s and i was like well it might be the matrix it might be point break but by the end of our very short twitter exchange i was like no you're absolutely right speed is the best action movie of the 90s yeah i i mean like it would be the best action movie of all time if not die hard yeah in my opinion I yeah me think too it's a no-brainer that like this is the best of the 90s even though like the mate that's not slagging off like matrix or point break which are incredible but like everything about speed is just like you could feel the excitement of these creatives whether it's debont or graham yost or keanu reeves or sandra bullock does have or whatever but like 
they, they're like kids in a candy store. They're just like, no, we can go here and make a great movie. And right. guess what? We can make it even better than you expect it to be. And guess what? We'll make it even better than you expect it to be of this pleasant surprise. Yeah. And everything. yeah. And it just goes all in. And it's, it's shocking. Like, this has to be the biggest drop-off from a 1 to a 2 with Speed. Because <laughs> oh. I rewatched Speed 2 a couple years ago when I was hanging out with Rob. And Rob left the room for like 60 minutes, and I was just like, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember renting Speed 2 from a video store when it came out, and I could, like, I started to fast forward through it, yeah, which boring. was not something I believed in, right? Like, that goes against what I believe in, but I could, I was like, how could anyone, I can't watch this. Like, there had, there's so many things better to do with my time. Like, this is, I would just kind of like, yeah, it was one of the, at that time, I felt like it was one of the worst things I'd ever watched. We did Speed 2. We were on a boat. It was, it was a lot, a lot of fun. fun. <laughs> um, I saw Speed 2 at a second run dollar theater and had to pee worse than I've ever had to pee in my whole life, but I refused <laughs> to miss even a minute of it. I hated it, but I was like, I'm going to sit and watch every fucking second of this movie. <laughs> And, and when the movie was over, Patrick asked for his money back. Bladder damage, but I was not getting up to miss any of Speed 2. Speed 2 doesn't exist in my brain. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock get together at the end of this movie, they're together forever. Yeah. Even in no real Speed life. Two. Yes. The only way. That's the yeah. only way. <laughs> yeah, I believe Jack and Annie stayed together forever. Um, Tina and Stanley Ipkiss maybe two years no <laughs> i'm an optimist um, and a romantic some of our names can <laughs> end up with hot blondes <laughs> <laughs> everything's not a comparison yeah. <laughs> i'm saying these two people that were not real in a movie um some of our Don't take this away from me. <laughs> um some of our neighbors down the street were watching speed <laughs> and some of our neighbors were watching speed down the street and um she texted me and said like they're they're so cute or out of something and i said they should have gotten married in real life and had a lot of babies yeah. and it just would have made the world better and then later i think i was tweeting with someone about that or whatever it's like him it's and a fantasy, Ryder, but it would have been great. Sandra Bullock, like either right. of them, like right, could have happened. Yeah, happened. but really, tonight looking at them and yeah, see, I mean, mm, mm, adorable. Mm, mm. Yeah, and their faces and their skin and their cuddling and their hugging <laughs> and they're looking at each other and and they're oh, mm, mm. and she's a wild cat and he's a wild man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love. But when she bumps her head and the way he touches her head, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> I loved it. I love the choice that they make for Keanu Reeves to be like such a professional all the time. Like he's obviously a very dedicated cop. He's going to go get the bad guy. We've seen that in countless movies, but like the way that he's always trying to calm people down, the way that he talks to everyone, the way that he treats everyone on the bus. And then when he finally freaks out after Jeff Daniels dies, it's really like, Oh no, we're going to lose Jack Traven. I get why this is such a, why this shakes everybody up the way it does mm -hmm. it's so it, everything in this movie is like built out of character that's what makes it so great right and even me making like my silly comment like oh when she bumps her head and the way he touches her like i'm whatever i'm being silly right but because he everything you just said because he's so serious and he cares about everyone like the way he's 
it's not like some movies where they just automatically start putting like the, well, male... the best two looking people in the movie right so you have like to the get male lead the female, <laughs> female lead and they're both attractive and whatever right like no it feels like he cares about everybody and he's taking care of her too and so you just know that you like these two people and that they do have chemistry so you hope that one day you know right, right. it's very different from like a chris pratt and bryce <laughs> they really get to take care of each other yes. speaking of shaking things up one of our listeners tweeted the most wonderful thing today and i wish i could remember who it was but if you tweeted this you know who you are and it really it really touched me he said that he saw speed for the first time when he was 10 and when Jeff Daniels died. He couldn't believe in the yeah. words of the person who tweeted at 10 years old. I couldn't believe that they would do that. that was or that you could day. do that. Oh, okay. And that, that really takes you, you back that. to when you were 10. Gedrick. <laughs> yeah, he did. Wait, do we know who tweeted that? Leo Brady. Um, I thought Dan, that was really Dan just met Leo Brady or was in the same theater as him last weekend. <laughs> when speaking- I, I found that I found that very touching because it took me back to when I was 10 and I was going to the movies. Go ahead, Adam. Adam. Speed came out in 94. When Speed came out in 94, and I saw the trailer a lot because I saw the crow a lot, and it was before the crow. Um, I remember being like, what's up with this? Not because of the trailer, because the trailer is amazing, but they're like, Detective Jack Travis. And I'm like, that's too close to Jack Travis from Lethal Weapon 3. And then I got very My Stuart Wilson allegiance (laughs) was washed aside. Um, Ed B says that Speed might be the best a movie has ever played for me during F This Movie Fest. I agree. I had the same thought. Yeah. Yep. No movies ever oh, played really? better than Speed, so it has to yeah. be the best it's ever. Any. I mean, we've watched. Played. I mean, we yeah. watched Terminator Two. We watched yeah. Die Jurassic Hard. Park. We've watched Jurassic Park. We've yeah. watched Back to the Fucking Future. Mm-hmm. And yet, <laughs> today, I was like, "Oh, this is the best movie we've yeah. ever shown." Yeah. Is that what they've changed? The, have they changed the title of that movie to that? Finally. <laughs> yeah. Um. If any of you are on the fence. About upgrading, Jan and I watched the 4K of Speed um, today. It's really well worth the upgrade. Um, you really think it's the best any movie in the fest has played? Uh, it felt that way at okay. the time. Okay. Yeah, because yep. every single thing about it. It felt like okay. we all hadn't seen it in 15 yeah, years. Exactly. Maybe that's what it is. It was just a joy to rediscover and yeah like, again know. that is something because those other yeah. movies we kind of know by heart yeah and i don't know speed by heart i know speed by heart but like for some reason just tonight it was like magic screening mm-hmm. yeah yeah right i was it was screening. really fun with everybody being as into it you know what i mean yeah. I, i'm like you adam i've seen it a million times but it doesn't matter i get so sucked in every time and having everybody sucked in even though it was virtual for me, like it still felt like a theater experience in some ways because it was that collective, uh, you know, the gasping and the excitement. It was really awesome. Yeah, that's, that's so it, Rosalie. I agree with you. You know how I get very, um, I don't know, what's the word? In big... <laughs> like, yeah, well, no. <laughs> no, in like those very intense action scenes especially or if they're really intense action or gross 
um, which nothing here was like super gross really today. Like there was none. Of, like, what movie did we watch that Robo. one year? Robocop. Mm. And there was like some noises that came out of me that were unexpected. <laughs> um, I feel like Rob was here for that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so some I can't help it. I make noises and sounds come out and things happen. Okay. Um, and Speed, I've seen a bunch of times, like so many times, but still tonight it had been a while. And <laughs> and um, Mike's still there. <laughs> yeah. And I was having those kinds of reactions, like screaming when the bus was just like hitting the yellow. I don't even know what are those filled with water, right? Like the on that was the, blood. <laughs> on the expressway on the highway what do they call them in la you know freeway the yellow things yeah. i mean just, just like, soften the blow when the yes. when you hit the median it's they're full of water right so i know what's going to happen i know how it ends out but i still was like wrapped up in those feelings and like kind of was squealing and screaming out loud in the basement i couldn't help it i was like so wrapped up in it and excited so yeah i guess it did play pretty well yeah by my standards of making noises and not being able to stop <laughs> um i'm just reading comments i'm sorry uh ross said speed played great but it was so hard to tweet through because there's just no break yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so. yeah there were several times when i just i couldn't tweet because i was just oh i'm watching the movie too hard i have to yeah, like pay attention was mostly watching during speed i was not uh tweeting as much as i was during like i don't know cabin boy or whatever um speed yeah, yeah i don't know that i have anything to add i mean it just i completely agree it was like again i've seen it a bunch of times i've always thought it's one of my favorite action movies but tonight i was like it's like three of the best action movies i've ever seen <laughs> um yeah i don't know that it's ever played better i agree yeah. it it was so much fun and my, like i i think i Tweeted yeah. at one point, I would like forget to breathe at certain parts, and like you said, I know what's going to happen, right? Right, but it didn't matter. I was completely caught up, like and, screaming. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so good. I love how like alien um, aliens with an S. Speed plays this game where uh, people forget that there's a three act structure, and I would argue that at the two hour mark in Aliens. And after the bus explodes in speed, a lot of people think the movie's over. Right. But there's one more hill. Right. And I love when movies do that because no, speed has three acts and the bus is only act two. Right. Uh, I think this time around watching it, I think what stuck out for me was that uh, Adam was talking earlier about how speed is definitely one of the best action movies. I think it especially is one of the best like practical effect action movies i think that's kind of hard. like that's where it gets a little bit difficult to kind of compare like the matrix and some other action movies because like the matrix is so there's a lot of like digital effects um, which i kind of feel like is a little bit of a different category but anyway it's easy to compare. that's true um i think it's also i think speed is, is like a you know mount rushmore like keanu movie it's a mount rushmore like Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. I also think it's just, it's like a Mount Rushmore like LA movie. Mm-hmm. Secretly. I just yeah. when I think about like what are movies set in Los Angeles and I'm like, oh like speed. But like, yeah, speed is a great Los Angeles movie actually. So it's not too sense. Um can I add and did someone say this already? That all of the small, like small parts, all the people on the bus, all those minor roles were so perfectly <laughs> perfectly played as well. I just thought that like 
from the, you know, Camerons to the Alan Ruck, right? Sorry. Yeah. Um, to a lot of Ferris Bueller today, by the way, I kept, we all kept pointing that out, but um, yeah, just all those actors were so good and just perfectly like hitting the notes that they had to hit, you yeah. know? Um, and I kept asking who the news anchor was in Speed. It was, I found out it was Antonio Mora. I don't know if anyone else. Love that guy. I just, I couldn't, I was like obsessing. I'm like, I know him. I know him. I know him. And I looked it up. Antonio Mora from ABC. He used to be on ABC. I don't know if anyone else knew him. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just thought all those really small parts were really perfectly played. And that like that adds to it, too, because think about how many movies like some of those characters only had a few lines and like the actors could have just like those could have been throwaway parts or throwaway right. performances. But right. they all were so good. So you with Antonio Amora was me with a uh, mermaid six arm lady. What? Magnuson, baby. Yeah, Magnuson. She's, just, she's a professional weirdo in pretty much everything. That, yeah, she was in Panic Room. That's where I remember her. Okay, I'm going to look her I remember her from Clear and Present Danger. She's, she's in the there. beginning of The Hunger. I knew her from that series Anything But Love with Richard mm-hmm. Lewis and Jamie Lee Curtis that was on in like the 80s. Okay. She was and like I remember awesome. her from Making Mr. Right. Yeah. We all have our story. <laughs> Jan, you're muted. I see you talking. Sorry. <laughs> How do you expect her to get normal roles when she's got eight arms? <laughs> this is true. You're not wrong. I saw somebody post like a picture of Goro, but it was just with her dialogue. And it was, really <laughs> <laughs> it was like, why don't you come over That's here? <laughs> um, And that was it. That was at this movie fest. Uh, so thanks to everybody again who participated. It's great to see a lot of familiar names uh in the in the chat all day um thank you to everybody from f this adam's hitting the mic on his way up um thanks to everybody from f this movie who was with us all day either here in person or in your own homes uh tweeting along and uh miss it yeah it's great to be with everybody you know one day a year um so it means a lot to us that you guys participate uh i don't know what next year's is going to be yet so don't ask Uh, um, but we're going to uh sign off the recording and then we'll stay on for maybe five or ten more minutes if anybody has questions in the chat those of you who stuck around uh should have a little bonus time so bonus uh can we take a screenshot Uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, shift commands. Move over, Adam. Okay, wait. Mark, come right here. Podcasting, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. It didn't happen. (laughs) Stay there, everybody. Stay there. Got it. Okay. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to FS Movie.